Welcome to the Sherlyn Shirley Show. And today we're talking to John Righeimer. He's a good friend and a fellow conservative from the Northland. And we're going to get started here. Shirley's with us. So here we go. Welcome, John. It's good to be here as always. And thanks for joining us, John. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. So we were going to talk a little bit today about the results of the primary and where do we see um, and being a Sawyer County Republican, where we kind of see ourselves going in the future from the Northland and then Cheryl being more centrally located, kind of her input about, you know, what we think, what the results are from this primary and where we go from here. Awesome. Need to start? You yeah, you can tell us your feelings. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm still bummed out about it. You know, I think... Um, I think it was a very nasty primary, and I think it, I mean, a lot of the things that um, I was fearful of happening way back in April when the Rules Committee you know, changed the rules, I was fearful of everything that really happened. I've often said even before that Rules Committee meeting that, you know, for us to beat Tony Evers, we need to almost be perfect. Don't have a lot of room for error. And I think as a party, we've made a lot of errors up to this point. You know, now we're on this, I say we, Tim Michaels is on this unity tour, which I hear is not going very well. You know, when you throw a lot of money at a, basically bought the primary, Trump came in, they threw Rebecca under the bus and then backed over her to or three times, and then they expect everybody just to fall in line. And I'm not even sure what this unity tour is or what, what he wants out of it. I think at the heart of the problem is that he doesn't really believe he needs unity to win, or maybe he doesn't care about winning because I've also heard that he's pulling back. He's not going to self-fund. Maybe that's something to talk about. I've heard that he is saying now he has put up to $4 million into this of his own, and it's probably going to cost northwards of $50 million to run this race. So now they're out scrambling, trying to find money. But wasn't that, I mean, am I living on a different planet? Wasn't that supposed to be his value that he could self-fund? Yes, but I agree with you. Self-fund, he's an inferior candidate. I'm sorry, he just is. And again, I think not to bring up the lieutenant governor too. Does he Is he not somebody who is well-to-do that could self-fund his campaign? So we've got two people who, for Brought whatever it. reason, have a lot of money, and they think that's what's needed to beat Tony Evers, a lot of money. Well, what I heard was this was a selection instead of an election. Yeah, well said. Mm -hmm. I believe that uh, many people have said that down this way. And you know, if he could self-fund or would self-fund, I still wouldn't like it. But if we're not going to get that, then what was the point of the whole ram him down our throats? I, I don't know. I don't I mean, I have suspicions of why they did that, you know, and that gets us to the, you know, here, here's a, here's a story about buying, buying the election and, and it kind of weaves into what you said earlier about the Northland being ignored. So at the day after the election, we had a, um, our county party meeting and I was, you know, I just went through who won and I went down the list, I talked Roger Roth you know, one, the lieutenant governor and one of our uh, members, you know, she she's a senior citizen and she's always there. And it was just a perfect way to sum up what's going on here. She goes, John, who's Roger Roth? I've never heard of him. Did he come visit us ever? And I said, no, he did not. I said, Roger has been invited up here a couple of times, but he's a very busy, important person. And he had a half a million dollars that he threw at the election the last few weeks uh, going into it. And he is somewhat 
at least for the time being, proven that you do not need people like us way up here to win the election. We are irrelevant to him. He didn't need us, and he still won. And I said that with a purpose to say we have to start living in reality. What is the reality? Let's not pretend anymore. I could create arguments of why we're important up here in an election why grassroots can work. But what we've seen here in this last election, Tim Michaels bought the primary. Roger Roth bought the primary. Neither of them ever came close to Sawyer County. Didn't need to, didn't want to. It was irrelevant. That just might be the reality. I have a silver lining to all that, but we can get to that later. Well, and I do think Trump, I talked to many people when I was promoting Rebecca, who said, well, Trump's supporting Michaels, so we're going to vote for Michaels. When are we going to get off the Trump bandwagon? The Trump cult. I mean, just because he said this is the candidate he's backing does not mean this is the best candidate. Correct. But when you look at a lot of these primaries and a lot of these states, he backed them and they won. Yeah, which then hurts the general as well, I think, with that backing. I agree. Especially in a purple state. And that's what we are. And he came in here at the last minute, got involved in our state assembly. Why would you do that? Yeah, uh, with the adding steam. Just terrible. Yeah, it was. I actually congratulated Robin Voss. You know, Speaker Voss, I think part of our problem is we don't have the decorum anymore for or the respect for our elected officials. We might get mad at them behind the scenes, and I do, believe me, but I still have respect for them. And I have, there's a certain decorum you should use when you're speaking to them or about them. It hasn't happened. I mean, John, we saw that at the convention. Surely you know that. We saw that. We witnessed it. Yeah. We witnessed them high-fiving in the middle of the hallway that they didn't get in no endorsement and that shouldn't have happened that was the big problem that john's talking about as far as the rules committee which is appalling in my book i don't know how to fix it i really don't i'm trying hard i know there's been people that i know that have written letters to rpw will they fall on deaf ears because i can tell you that i'm still getting a ton of emails asking for money and i am not sending anything we have to open our mouths and we have to know how we feel and john you certainly should let them know how you feel as being a chairman and what it means to your area and to the people there. Yeah, I think I agree. And I, I also have a question, and, and I know it sounds ludicrous, and it may there may just be a lot of incompetence going on here or whatever you want to call it, but in some ways I'm somewhat getting the feeling that there's a faction that wants to destroy the county party system and I would say Trump's in that. Michael's was supposed to be on a unity. You know, everything they've done was bad for the county party system. So are they accidentally killing the county party system? Or is there a purpose to that of them wanting to do that? And I don't know the answer to that or why that would be. I guess you'd go down a rabbit hole and really, you know, think why would that be a benefit to certain people? It would be a benefit, I guess, because you have a selection versus an election. And I'm even okay with a selection versus an election if they did it the right way. We may have a selection versus an election and, and, and lose. What does that tell you then? Well, one thing it tells us is that more grassroots is like done, basically, is what I felt like. That's how I felt. I felt like uh, grassroots for some reason is not what they want or what this group wants. I think there is a group out there, a faction of it, that does They want the old timers to go, basically, the ones who have the knowledge and the wisdom that have done all the work for so many years. And then all of a sudden, they've moved in here and here we go. Yeah, and, and like this unity tour, what I've heard is, um, well, let me back back up a little bit. I, I've heard it's been a struggle. And I think the reason it's been a struggle is that after what the winning side did to win, throw a lot of money at it, buy it, not have a grassroots presence, throw Rebecca under the bus, you know, you went scorched earth, you know, so if you really want to win, 
and you were genuine, you would go out with hat in hand and be very kind and courteous and genuine when you're asking for help. I don't get the sense that that's happening. I said to somebody, I said, you know, if Tim Michaels was truly interested in mending the fences, could probably call every county chair in the state, cumulative six, seven hour endeavor over a week and be genuine for a minute or two on the phone. And that would probably go a long way. But he doesn't have to. Well, that's what I mean. I don't think he believes in it. I don't think he wants to do that. That's beneath him. I've heard it been asked that he should get on a conference call with all the county chairmen and, and they've declined to do that up to this point. Yeah, he doesn't have to because he's got that Trump support and he's got the money. Exactly, Shirley. And that gets to my point back to are they trying to kill the county party system or is it by accident? Because Michaels continually will say, and Trump says this too, the Republicans is a new party, right? Michaels will always say, I got these guys with cut off shirts and they drive motorcycles and they're coming up and hugging me and saying, hey man, thanks for running. This is the new Republican party. He said that at one of his unity tour stops and somebody from the county party pushed back and said, yeah, but we're the ones that do the work. Yeah, we are. I hate to say excuse him, but he's ignorant. Now. I don't think he understands what the county parties do. He's probably never really been involved in it. So I think that's your riff why the unity is not happening because I think the unity is about getting money. That's maybe a better way to put it. It's not about making the county parties happy or even, I don't think Tim Michaels believes in grassroots. It's true what I'm hearing that he's not going to self-finance. They want money. That's what unity is about when, for them. I think it's extremely unfortunate. One of the most unfortunate things to me is Rebecca. This was her time. This was her turn. This was her, I'm not trying to say she's in line or something like a dynasty, right. but she was the right candidate at the right time for this. Yes. And I do feel that it was very frustrating to sit there and watch what happened and then to see the FBI do the Mar-a-Lago thing and to have people that I've known for so many years change their vote at the last minute because they felt, you know, the FBI and all the deep state, and these people fall in this rabbit hole and they go down and down and down. They go, oh, I have to change my vote at the last minute because then this is what they told me. Well, Trump endorsed him for a reason. Next thing you know, thing. Okay, so I'm just going to say one more thing and then I'm going to let it go. And obviously, I'll edit it. Uh, so my point about the whole, the whole primary issue was the fact that I think Rebecca was treated terribly. And again, I don't know that Rebecca was treated poorly. Let's talk. I mean, it all goes back to Trump decided to support Michaels. And he won. Why he, he didn't was, support was treated terribly. I don't know. You know that. Well, and, and Trump also called her a Chinese communist sympathizer, called her husband the biggest swamp rat in Madison because he, he left out the part that he lobbies for disabled kids. But they basically he basically told a lot of lies. I mean, I've lost. I went from a few years ago. Well, yeah, a few years ago being a major Trump fan to um, to the point where I would actively campaign against him for whoever runs against him in the primary. That That's how he's turned on me. He has never been a nice person. Never. He's he said terrible things about many people, whether they're true or not. It's on to me. It's unpresidential. Well, and he's, uh, and, and I, because we know my son said something interesting. We were walking doors for Tiffany a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about this. And he said, you know, dad, after hearing Trump speak about Rebecca, we know those are all lies. It got me thinking. 
what else has he said in the past that we didn't know enough about the subject to, was he lying? Yes. And I thought, yes, you know, that's a great point. We know a lot about the subject here. We knew what he was saying about Rebecca was a lie and it was disgusting. And it, it makes you wonder. And he's in, well, I don't want, you know, he's inconsistent too. I mean, you know, I just heard today, you know, DeSantis has backed a lot of local county boards, school board candidates, and they're, and they're winning down in Florida. Well, Rebecca did that all this last year. And Trump basically backed Tim Michaels, who was a, who's kind of a big spending conservative light. You know what I mean? He's just consistent in everything. So I guess my point of that is in Trump is I always, for all his warts, good or bad, I never would have said he does things stupidly and he's not, not being smart. And I, I'm starting to question how smart the guy really is. And I never thought I'd say that. And I love, you know, I love the guy back in uh, college just as a businessman because I thought he was smart. I'm starting to question that now. I didn't question a lot during the time that he was running. I was on the Trump train very early in 2016. Yeah, me too. But now I am doing the same kind of thing. I'm really looking at it back and forth. To going back to Trump, yeah, people are just following him blindly. Well, it's very very lazy thinking, right? And yeah. and that's it's and I guess that's marketing to a degree. You break it down, you're selling to to the most dumb person out there. That's that's unfortunate and that's that's kind of on the, the voting public, but I don't know how you change that. I don't either. Again, this Roth person, I never heard of, never heard him speak, and he won. So I guess my question is, Will Martin took the time to come to Sawyer County, spend time with us. Many of the other candidates did also. Spent time with Rebecca. And then these people we don't know, we've never seen, win. Yeah. So maybe people don't come to the north woods they hit the the territories where there's the highest amount of people that seem to drive these elections and th and throw some money at media you know radio yeah. ads a few tv commercials and there you go something this is a random thought but it goes back to that selection versus election and this is what is so pathetic they, they can't even do that right i mean there was a picture right after at the wisconsin state fair after the primary and it was eric tony who i have no problems with and michaels and, and roth and they were walking like this cool picture and i thought i'm not one for identity politics but it's a reality and it, it just looked so bad conversely because we could have had if they were if RPW was being smart about it and doing a selection, they would have done everything they could have to have that picture be Eric Tony's fine. You know, if he didn't win Jarko, so whatever. Will Martin, a black man, and Rebecca, a woman. And Will Martin and Rebecca were the most qualified for the job. So I'm not saying you just plug in somebody because of their skin color or, or sex. I so agree with you. They were qualified. Active look in a, in a general election. And they not only didn't try to do that, they actively, in essence, campaigned against it. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, I, now I'm getting to the point where I'm questioning their intelligence, really. Well, it goes back to the convention. When you come out of the convention with a no endorsement, which does not happen often, but when you come out of the convention with a no endorsement, maybe no endorsement for lieutenant governor and under, that's fine. But when you do it for the governor, it makes a gigantic difference because you can raise more money. Rebecca would have been able to raise more money. Michaels. And, and then, of course, when you have Trump endorsing, which is a different dichotomy right now. It's like we have this, this we have three parties, as my son says. We have the Democrat Party, we have the Republican Party, and we have the Trump Party. Yeah. Trump Party is a group of people who are just like die hard. And they really believe because they think that the 
FBI, the deep state, which, hey, I got to agree, what they did was wrong. Yep. If they could have waited two more days. I do believe Rebecca was mistreated at the convention. And until we get that straight on the, like you said, the rules committee, you don't change the rules at the last minute. You just don't do it. It's not right. And if you do do it, you have to have the whole party at the convention involved in that not just a group, not the rules committee or whatever, 15 people think that we have to really look hard and fast at ourselves. I mean, obviously the Democrats have to look at themselves too, because they're fractured as far as socialists and Democrats. They just want to give everything away and hopefully they'll get the votes. And the saddest part of all of this truthfully is who pays for all this? We do. The citizens pay for all of this, because if we allow this to happen, then we're allowing money to take over. And that's one of the things that the grand old party that they always talked about. They always talked about, oh, smack on the back, oh, out on the golf course, the guys, oh. And that's what I see myself. I was so thankful that Speaker Voss did win his election, mainly that there's still people that live in the community, John. That's the key, the community. Because right here, right now, I'm helping with some school board issues here. It's the community. It's the local, like you've talked about so many times. And that's where we're going to have to make our differences, starting there at the bottom and working up to fix it. But RPW has got to listen to us out here, the grassroots. They just have to. And if they don't, well, I don't see us winning. I really don't. I mean, I, 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 would, I would agree. With you. you know, Steve puts out the signs. Who do you think? You know, Steen's running against Voss as a write-in. Did you know that? I did not know he ran as a write-in. You got to be. No, he's a write-in in the general. He's going to. He lost to him in the primary. He's running no, as. A, he's, yes, he is. I did not know that. Oh, uh, I know some people that are are not, not that this would stop him, but there um, there's works right now to kick him out of the Racine County Party. Oh, Republican. But, I mean, there there's your Trump factor again. I mean, it's like what that goes back to. See what I'm saying? Why why is there how coordinated or accidental is the effort to destroy the county party system? I do believe that you're right there. I do believe it's something to do with destroying the whole Republican Party system, everything to do with it. But I did not know that. Yeah. I, where did you find that out? I mean, obviously, you, because of the Republican Party, I'm sure. Because of the Republican Party. I have not heard a word about that. I've been to the county party that tipped me to that. Stunned. Here's That's, the other. Here's the other thing scary about that, John, is that that could go as high up as president. So let's say we do choose someone else other than President Trump, which I, I'm not against. OK, I mean, obviously, I was on the Trump train, like I said. But let's say, for instance, he doesn't get the nomination for some crazy unknown reason. He, he, will, run, he will run as an independent. Yeah, you're right, Shirley. I believe he will run as the Trump party or whatever. And we had that happen in Sawyer County before my time in Sawyer County. We had some sheriff candidates and it was pretty much agreed. Yes, we did. If if the whoever won would be the, the candidate for the Republican Party or he'd just be the candidate and nobody else would run against him. And one of our people did run against him as a write-in. The person who's running for sheriff now. I wasn't going to put that in there, Miss Cheryl. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's the truth. I mean, that's part of our problem is we don't talk now, about these things. And now and he lost at that time, but about. yes. You know, if we're going to have a election, then you abide by the election, and it is, it, it is what it is. You don't run. But I think Trump would probably get the endorsement because I think that's some of the problem Rebecca had. People said, 
Well, Trump endorsed him. Why would I not vote for him? Well, maybe we don't know all of his baggage. We haven't been able to vet him before he runs for governor. We know Rebecca's baggage. Right. And Trump well, supported him and he won. The saddest part is the Democrats know her baggage. They had nothing on her. Couldn't found nothing. But right. I mean, her children went to school here publicly. She could have spoke highly about that and unhighly about it. This person that's running now, that's awful hard. It's really hard for me to get on that train. I'm not saying that I'm not obviously going to vote for him, but it's really hard. And I'm having a real difficult time trying to make this all out. And I've always been involved and active and wanted to be motivated and helping. But boy... I just am not right now. I'm with you. And I think, and I'll add this, which, and I, and I, I intend on pulling the lever for him. But what makes it hard for me to do that is him winning really puts a nail in the, in the county party system if we ever want to fix it, uh, at least for the time being. Him losing, it screams out for answers at that point. It's just, yeah, it's just such, it's just such a mess that we're put in this situation. And again, if he's not going to self-finance, what was the point? Here's what I heard too. You know, Diane Hendricks of ABC Supply? Yes, yeah. I do. What I have heard, it, it, maybe it's a rumor, what I have heard, the reason she got behind Michaels was that, again, the selling point he could self-fund. So that would allow her to take all her money and throw it to Ron Johnson. And now if Michaels is not going to self-fund, there's less money to go around. Yeah, you're right. I mean, well, that could easily have happened. Yeah, because if you can self-fund, you don't have to, you don't suck up all that other money that other candidates need. And we got local candidates that need funding. I mean, we've got um, state reps, general assembly, um, people that need money that are running, um, campaigns in the Northwoods. But see, Michaels did this before when he ran for Senate. So I don't know what, how he was able to con them. Now, again, maybe he, tomorrow he turns around and writes the check, but I heard that they were saying, well, we didn't realize this governor's race would cost this much. We knew. We knew this would be 50 million at least. I don't know how they couldn't know. The Democrats do not want to lose this state. They can't. And my biggest fear is now we put Johnson in a spot where it could happen. And that is frightening. That Mandela Barnes is frightening. He's an AOC, but he's a black man instead of a. He he looks the part and he, he, uh, they'll, they'll try to package him as hip and young and you know, the whole, the whole thing there, you know, it's just too bad when you look back in hindsight too. in hindsight, it would have been better if Johnson would have made the decision not to run last fall. Nicholson could have stepped into that. We wouldn't have had his whiny crying about no endorsement. He would have run for center. He probably would have been a better candidate, in my opinion, to run against Barnes younger because the, the whole, the whole visual is like young hip Barnes versus crotchety old man Johnson. It's not going to win you independence. And that, and then had that happened, maybe they wouldn't have, um, you know, maybe there would have been, you know, Rebecca would have got the endorsement. You know, it's just, it's just funny how things all just kind of cascade it. I think in, in, in a bad way. Sometimes there's reason for those things. I don't understand what the reason is, but as far as uh, Nicholson, I think he's made his hole for sure, or he's made his bed, as they say, and he will lie in it because I don't think he'll ever be able to run for anything statewide ever again. I think he's burnt so many bridges with people. He couldn't even get a large amount. He'll probably end up, I mean, if Michaels happens to squeak through, he'll end up in the cabinet somehow. 
I would guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would get. I would guess that as well. And did you hear? He didn't even have the. He didn't even meet the viability standards, and they still let him get through at RPW. There goes back to your problems with RPW. Yes, he didn't even have the money. Wow. You know, everybody. Everybody thought, well, he had Uline backing him. Well, I guess that was always there, but he didn't have the money on the books. So that Paul Farrow should have said, "Sorry, good day." Next. Yes, he should have. I saw. And, I you saw know. some disagreements going on behind the scenes on some of the candidates. So maybe that was part of it too, was that. Uh, and it's unfortunate. And this is part of it too, is like RPW. They're trying to do the best they can, but sometimes you have to step away from something. You know, they're in the sewer. I mean, when you think about it, really, they're in the sewer. You see what goes on in the sewer, obviously. <laughs> I'm not real pleased about what's happened and I'm not sure how we fix it, but I think we have to keep talking. We have to keep the dialogue going. We have to all keep talking about it, especially, you know, I look at me now and I, I go, yeah, I guess I am an old timer. I have knowledge with me. I have wisdom. I've done this a long time and I really believe in standing up for our conservative values and I'm not seeing people doing that so much anymore. And I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, you know, you see, uh, even Donald Trump, I got it. He did a great job. His policies were fantastic. I just listened to a podcast with Jared Kirshner talking about his new book. He was on um, a podcast yesterday or the day before talking about what it was really like in the White House and during their time in. And he said, like, from day one, it was Russian collusion. It was just one thing after another, after another, after another. I do admit they didn't get a break. They did a lot of really good things. I mean, just the peace accord that they did in in Israel and all, uh, you know, it's amazing to me. And then Trump never got one nomination for anything. And the guy, I mean, you think about what Obama got, and it's almost like there is a double standard. So I understand where he's coming from, but we can't do it by doing what we're doing right now. It's not helping the structure. No, so and I think I think some of the Republican Party problem here is the political correctness. Barnum shouldn't have gotten vetted and shouldn't have been able to run, but let's let's do the political correctness and let him run anyways. Well, and Barnes hasn't even paid his taxes. Did you know that? Yeah. I mean, so, the ads I'm seeing are unbelievable on this man. He is a socialist. He is not a liberal crazy person, as I would say, but He's not a pronoun. I mean, he is a pronoun guy, but I'm just saying that that's not what they're putting him out there as. They're putting him out there as this young black man that's going to change the world, which would really fit Will more than it yes. would Mandela. Correct. Well, I think, you know, I think we you, you, earlier you talked about local. I'll, I'll go back to that story. Um, I remember saying who's Roger Roth and all this. I used that. I told that story back to her that, you know, he the Northland is ignored, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, we have to stop pretending that we mean something to them. We don't. We don't. So what we need to focus on, I said, you know, we've always talked about this, but this really drives it home. I said, really, for the time being, all Sawyer County should be concerned with is school board, town boards, county boards, and the four legislative seats that touch. We have two senator seats that touch our county and two assembly seats that touch our county. Two of those that touch the tip of it in the north are held by Democrats now. That's Romaine Quinn and Chance Green. That's where our focus needs to be. What I did was I used that to propose, and it passed. 
I, we had $4,000 in our kitty, which was being saved all year to go towards a campaign office. And I said, what is a campaign office for? And of course, the immediate response is, well, to hand out signs. And then people, I said, that's a very expensive you know, proposition to spend $4,000 over three and a half months for a place to hand out signs. I said, is that really a good use of that money? I said, the alternative is what I'll propose is we take 2000 and donate it to Romaine Quinn's campaign and 2000 and donate it to Chance Green's campaign. We forego an office. I said, that's making a difference. That can make an impact. That's how we are heard. That's how we make a difference in the North Woods. And everybody agreed. So we took 2000 and donated it to each. And we're going to hold a fundraiser for Romaine Quinn in September to try to raise more money for him. You know, that's Janet Bewley's seat. And I know you know all that, Cheryl. I felt good about it, you know, and I think that's what we need to do more of. And, and go ahead and vote for Michaels. I'm not saying don't do that. Go ahead and vote for Ron Johnson. I'm not saying don't. We need to focus on the local stuff. John, I totally agree with you. And if we get some um, conservatives elected from the Northlands, we'll have more of a say as to what happens up here. But, but right well, now, Madison kind of dictates... Um, whatever happened, whatever's good for Madison is supposed to be good for the whole state. And, and, and it's not always good for what happens in the Northland. So we do need some conservative representatives in the general assembly from our area to help represent us and make sure that we're not getting the short end of the stick when they make these decisions. Well, something I will add here is that I read, uh, just recently, and this was from the legislation that if we win 61 assembly seats, we now have, which is very possible, and Robin Voss is very good about this. Speaker Voss is good about this. Yeah. And then we have the ability to veto over the governor. We can like get rid of his vetoes. So if he vetoes, right, they can they can override that veto, which I think that should be our goal. Then, if the polls are showing that we're not doing so well, and right now, honestly, I'm concerned about Ron Johnson. I really am, Senator Johnson, and he's getting some very bad ads on Newsmax and Fox News. Some very bad ads. Actually, on all of them that I've seen, they've not been really good. And I mean, the only one I saw about him that was really good was the one that was at gas stations and people talking about kitchen table issues. Why do we not understand that? Why do we not understand? Stick with what works. What works is what's going on in people's homes right now. Not worrying about Roe versus Wade. He had nothing to do with that. That was a Supreme Court decision. And so I don't understand why that works. It, it's, it doesn't. So we need to fight what we have to fight with, which is that was a Supreme Court decision. That wasn't Ron Johnson. And how do you fix that? But it's these PACs that are doing it. It's not the campaign. So you can't go after that campaign like Mandela's campaign. It's all the PACs, all those millionaires and billionaires behind it, which is the Zuckerbergs and whoever else. And I'm just using his name because I know he's a billionaire and he poured money into Wisconsin last time. It's just, you know, me saying that, but it is very interesting to me to see who pays. I don't know if you guys pay attention to that or not, but every ad that I see, I look to see who pays for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an uphill battle. I mean, I I, I think Johnson has a better. Well, you know, it's, he's I don't know how good that poll was, right? The Marquette one, but um, honestly, John, usually the Marquette poll is pretty close. Yeah, so within margin. I'm not saying that you know he can't do it because we've pulled it through before, but I'm just saying, like you said, you got this now older man 
showing against. And, and this the negatives are so high on him. That's why a different candidate, a different candidate might have been. Again, if we're going to go back to a selection, not an election, we need some very sharp, astute people doing this transition right where I don't. It's just so frustrating. And John, that should have been started the second time he ran and he said he was only going to run twice. They should have started looking the day before yeah. he won the second election. Amen. Or replacement. They should have been looking. We don't, you know, we've got these career politicians that run for 42 years because, oh, you know, I'm the best. You're not always the best. We need some fresh ideas fresh blood and there are people out there that can do this yeah don't need to do the same one over and over and over again i, I would agree and um, going back to the veto proof you know we are we're th uh, three assembly seats and two state senate seats away from that super majority and romaine quinn has a good chance of winning i don't know where that other senate seat sits or, and where that is and that we're the three assembly seats we're Two of them are up here. You know, it's the the Chance Green one and that Angie Sapic. Yeah, those yeah. Both are winnable. So we could conceivably take three of the t five or two of the five. That's what we need to do because everything everything else is statewide that falls into the battle between you know everything else versus uh, Madison and uh, Madison Milwaukee or everything else versus the Big Five. I mean, yep. however you want to. I agree. I think Angie Sapik has a really good chance. She's a very motivated person, and uh, she's gung-ho. We interviewed her, and she did a great job. We're going to interview her again. And I think she's a good candidate for that geography because she's not – and maybe I'm speaking out of turn because I don't know her policies that well, but she, to me, she doesn't come across as this far right winger. No, and she's you, not. You can't be that way up there you know, to win that. No, so, she actually talked to us a little bit about education and she was a little, you know, didn't want to do anything that was wrong, pushing towards teachers or anything uh, because she was concerned about that in her area. So, you know, she did a fantastic job. She really did. And I appreciate her coming on. And so we're kind of looking forward to doing that again. She did a good job. But John, I hope, I hope Jan's Green can ride Romaine's coattails. I mean, wouldn't that be, you know, we, if we end up losing governor and even senator, but pick up those three seats up here in the Northland, it would be a happy morning for me. It would be a happy morning for me, too. Honestly, I've fought very hard, John, for years up in that area for those seats to be turned over. And I know a lot of people in that area. So it would be a blessing for all of us. And maybe that's how we need to end it today. But we need to talk again. I think we should do this like once a month or something so we can also get it off of our chest. And we'll see, yeah. we'll see where we're at after Labor Day. I mean, who knows? You just don't know. So I think that um, I'll let Shirley take us out. And John, you have a great one. Thank you so much again for joining And I'm hoping that next time we could have like you and Jack and Christine or something, you know, where we can all talk and stuff. I would love that. Bring bring a different perspective. Yeah, she's riding horses and Jack uh, Jack's up in Duluth working hard for the Tiffany campaign. So. There you go. Well, God bless him for doing that. And I appreciate that. And thank you so much for doing everything that you do. And let's keep the faith. We'll keep fighting. I, obviously, we can't give up, but I'm with you. I'm going to vote for him, obviously. But it's just the idea of we've got to work on getting this fixed. It's got to be fixed. Yes. Agreed. Thank you so much, John. Thank you both, Cheryl and Shirley. Have a great afternoon, and we'll be in touch. Thank you, John. 
You've been listening to the Cheryl and Shirley show, and that concludes our podcast for the day. We are over and out.